0: This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 115. Lots of things going on in local wrestling. Not to mention our guest, He's coming to PRW, that's Project Revolution Wrestling. We welcome former WWE superstar James Ellsworth. Plus, there was some great pro wrestling action this past weekend, particularly Saturday night, between New Japan's Windy City Riot and POW Entertainment's A Night for Mayhem. We'll get into all of that in just a few minutes, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039 hey it's the cryonic redneck Coldstone, tim boston cs underscore tim boston on social media and when i'm not scooping when i'm not wrestling
1: i'm listening to windy city slam give me a well yeah well yeah
0: <laughs> all right back here on windy city slam podcast this week and before we get to all the great local action and then our guest james ellsworth let's talk just briefly about aew this past friday night Again, the AEW match of the week happening on Rampage as Hangman Adam Page retains the AEW Championship with a victory over Adam Cole in a Texas Death Match. Page hits the Dead Eye, which is his sort of a version of a piledriver on Cole through a table that led to the victory. Excellent match, really really good stuff. Not sure where Adam Cole goes from here, but Hangman looking really strong in the last few weeks as AEW champion. All right, let's take a look back at this past weekend. Two great events this past Saturday night POW Entertainment's A Night for Mayhem. It was a tribute for Matt Mayhem. Very sad that we lost Matt earlier this year, a uh, tragic accident. Um, but Jimmy Blaze and the crew at POW Entertainment put together a hell of a show a lot of current and past powell entertainment stars some people that you may know from the chicagoland area let's get into the results of the show eight man tag bmi joey roth getting in the ring and tommy macabre defeated ipa and revolution and then it was lost soul chris cairo defeating kazile in a singles match there were a couple of changes to the card and we'll get to the reasons why in just a moment Then we had Polly and Vito Tomaselli defeating Marco Cordova and Mass Marauder. It was the Brothers of Funstruction, Ruffo and Yabo, defeating the Asylum. Justin James and Joey Pitbull Chichi defeat the Bad Ombre Cartel. Forsaken won the Battle Royal. And according to POW Entertainment's Facebook page, Forsaken used some of his old tricks to outsmart the revolution at the very end. And some notes from the show. With the fans and 50-50 donations, baked good, and tips, POW raised over $4,000 to help Matt Mayhem's family with the cost of his headstone. So really, really cool to see the turnout and the love and the support from the POW family towards Matt Mayhem's family. Also, Powell, champion Scott Spade and Terry Allen were unable to attend due to illness, so that's why you didn't hear Scott Spade in the results a little bit ago. And now, Saturday, May 7th, Powell returns to action, and they'll be back at Rumpole's up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, for their next show. Turning to New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot at the Odium in Villa Park. And here are the results as follows on the pre-show we had roh pure champion wheeler yuda teaming with rocky romero They defeat the dkc and kevin knight and then during the main show we had the factory of qt marshall aaron solo and nick camarado defeating the la dojo consisting of carl fredericks clark connors and yuya yamura then crazy 10-man tag, Fred Rosser, Josh Alexander, Alex Coughlin, Ren Narita, and Chris Dickinson defeat Team Filthy of Royce Isaacs, Jarrell Nelson, Jr. Kratos, Black Tiger, and Danny Limelight. The strong openweight championship match, the champion Filthy Tom Lawler retains over the legendary Yuji Nagata by pinfall. Then the United Empire that's Aaron Hennere, Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, TJP, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher defeat the Bullet Club of Hickaleo, Chris Bay, El Fantasmo, the good brothers of Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, and former WCW legend and AWA legend Scott Norton. That was a pretty crazy match. Scott Norton, at this point in time, when he was wrestling with the AWA in the 80s, He still looks pretty badass. It was really cool to see him in the ring in 2022. Pretty amazing stuff. And speaking of a crazy match, the Chicago Street Fight goes to Finn Juice of David Finley and Juice Robinson and Brody King. They defeat Jonah and Shane Haste and Bad Dude Tito. Now, this was a crazy match. Jonah hits the tsunami through a table on... David Finley, Juice Robinson has a crazy spear. Finjuice and Brody King win the match. It was a hell of a brawl, went all over the place. Friend of the program, Jordan Cross, getting some face time during this match as they brawled all over the crowd. Jordan helping out with security for the show. Really, really cool to see him get some love during this New Japan show as well. And Juice Robinson kind of coming back home. He's a Gardner native, southwest of Chicago. Nice to see Juice wrestle in front of some home fans. Then we had Jay White defeating Shota Yumino by pinfall. That was an open challenge match, and Shooter answered the challenge. In an absolute hard-hitting, brutal war, Tomohiro Ashi defeats Monoro Suzuki. Now, these guys showed what japanese strokes tell us all about i mean they did not hold back it was an amazing match and in the main event speaking of not holding back john moxley defeats will osprey by pinfall it was a little bit of a goofy finish because it appeared osprey kicked out before the three count but they allowed the decision to stand and moxley got the win after the match moxley called out hiroshi tanahashi for their New Japan show next month in Washington, D.C. So we'll see if Tanahashi answers that challenge. That should be pretty amazing in and of itself. This was the first time I ever watched a New Japan show from start to finish. I've always read about New Japan. I've always heard about how good their action is, how good their shows are. I've seen matches, I've seen snippets, I've seen bits and pieces. This is actually the first time I've seen a card from beginning to end on pay per view. And it definitely was awesome. Great show by New Japan. And now I really see why people just rave about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Upcoming shows in the Chicagoland area, and there are many many shows this weekend. I'm going to hit some highlights real quick. Friday night, April 22nd, Chicago-style wrestling's Bad Friday at American Legion Hall in Franklin Park. Bell time, 7.30. I will be there covering it for WindyCitySlam.com. Very excited to make it back out to CSW for the first time in about a year. They put on some great shows. Steve Boz is a great guy. And if you want to check out Last week's Windy City Slam episode with Steve Boz. We talk a little bit about this show. We talk about Boz's 30-year career in Chicago professional wrestling. Really, really fun interview. Check that out in the archives or wherever you download Windy City Slam podcast. Let's get to the matches on the show. In a Pure Rules match, former ROH Pure champion Josh Woods takes on Jax Johnson. Now, this is a unique match where... There's only a limited amount of rope breaks. You can't punch a guy. It's got to be like open fist. Really, really cool concept. So be very excited to see that up close and in person. CSW champion Joey Jet Avalon wrestles in a gauntlet match against Adam Stallion, Casey Nova, and Axel Rico. That should be a lot of fun. And this is a warm-up for Avalon's match against Scotty Tuhati next month at CSW. So a little bit of a surprise wrinkle there by Steve Arendt the other day on Facebook announcing that match for next month. Then we have CSW Metro division champion Steve Boz defending against Solomon Tupu in what should be a very intense challenge for Baz. CSW tag team titles, the Dope Kings, Rubaker and CJ Esparza defend against the soul touches of Marché rocket and acid jazz. And they're back together after a few months of feuding against each other. Now they got a common cause and that common cause is the CSW tag team championship. This should be a hell of a match with four great veteran guys. Then it's the beauty supply match with Mateo Valentine against Joey Mayberry. Now there was a similar match last year, where Valentine and Ryan Matthews went at it. It was crazy. I expect this one to be just as crazy, if not even more crazy. Scramble match. We have CSW Women's Champion Heather Reckless versus Sierra versus the Ice Pick, Vic Capri versus Jack Moody versus Heather Reckless' Pet Monster, Cipher. Now, this is a really interesting mix of talent. Can't wait to see what they do here. And speaking of Ryan Matthews, he takes on TJ Steele. We also have Iniestra versus Conan Lycan and much, much more. Friday, April 22nd, Freelance Wrestling presents Thrash Unreal at the Logan Square Auditorium. Featuring Robert Eagle Anthony again defending both championships. He defends the Freelance World Championship against Anthony Henry. And the Freelance Legacy Championship against Matt Nix. And Frank the Clown will be in his corner for both of those matches. Plus, we have Project Modics versus Saban Gage. And then we have Laney, Storm Grayson, Blair Onyx, Dan the Dead, The Taken Home Wreckers, and much more. Saturday night, April 23rd, Warrior Wrestling 21 returns to the Bendix Arena in South Bend, Indiana. They had a show there back in January. It was a terrific show, and now they are back in South Bend once again. Warrior Wrestling Champion Will Ospreay defends against Blake Christian in a one-on-one match. Now, they were involved in that triple threat back in December in Tinley Park, where Trey Miguel was the champion. Osprey ends up pinning Blake Christian to win the title, and now Blake Christian gets a one-on-one shot against Osprey. Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship, and this will be a New champion coming out of this match. The title will be vacated by Thunder Rosa earlier in the evening. We have Athena versus Sky Blue versus Shaza McKenzie. Should be a good triple threat there. Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship. Sam Adonis defends against Adamis. Tag team action. Top flight. Darius and Dante Martin of AEW take on Brian Cage and Casey Navarro. Former NXT star Swerve Strickland takes on Adam Brooks, Alex Zane versus Chicago's Storm Grayson in what should be a really darn good match. And Grayson gets another shot on Warrior Wrestling. And I'm telling you, he's going to be signed somewhere by the end of the year. I think you can book it. And then in the New Japan Dojo Showcase, Carl Fredericks takes on Clark Connors. Plus, Frank the Clown will be holding a press conference to talk about what's next for him in Warrior Wrestling. Moving on, Saturday night, April the 23rd, we have Berwyn Championship Wrestling's Thunder and Lightning at the Berwyn Eagles Club. BCW Championship, Vic Capri defends against Joe Alonso. Then we have the BCW Tag Team Championship, Just Amazing and Mike Strong defending against the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews. Falls Count Anywhere match, the mysterious masked Scion takes on Chico Suave. Then we have Jake Lander versus Conan Lycan. Heather Reckless versus the young Guerrera de Bresenas of the Freelance Academy. Then we have the Indiana State Championship where Ryan Matthews defends against young Xavier Sky. And then a four-way scramble, Alfonso Gonzalez, Cora Hernandez, Sage Phillips, and Ezio Orlandi. And then we have the N-words of Bryce Benjamin and Acid Jazz. Take God, the team of Shogun Chris Logan and young Aaron Payne. Also this coming Saturday night, April the 23rd, if you head on down to Fort Wayne, Indiana, there's Heroes and Legends at the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. There's a big-time meet-and-greet with many legends and Hall of Famers. Plus, there's a wrestling card later in the night. Chicago's Missa Kate will defend her Heroes and Legends Women's Championship on that show. Also Saturday night, April the 23rd, PRW Project Revolution Wrestling presents explicit content at Decibels on the Rocks in Portage, Indiana. This will feature DJ The Disaster versus John Francis. ...for the vacant PRW Championship... ...and John Scratch... ...faces James Ellsworth... ...plus much more... ...and we'll talk a little bit more about this show... ...with James Ellsworth in just a few minutes. Also, Sunday... ...April the 24th... ...Big Time Wrestling... ...featuring the Hardy Boys... ...now this is at the Megaplex Sports Center... ...in Homer Glen... ...this was originally supposed to be at... Bowling Brook High School... They changed venues. Now it's in Homer Glen. The Hardy Boys take on the Ascension. Plus, we have Penta El Zero Miedo versus Jay Lethal. And big time wrestling champion Richard Holiday takes on dream crusher Danny Miles. Also, Sunday, April the 24th, Melson Family Wrestling up at Marengo featuring Windy City wrestling legend Frank the Tank Melson. Plus, Joey Mayberry, Tiny, Scott Spade, Cody James, Johnny Black, and much more. Sunday, April the 24th, Lucha Libre presents Alizana 2 over at Walter Christian High School in Melrose Park. On this show, Samadonas Bandido, Aramis, Arez, Marche Rocket, Jesus Bryce, and many more. So many other shows as well. We have Fourth Wall Wrestling on Friday, Zawa Live, Janesville Wrestling Alliance, Retro Circus, Southland Championship Wrestling, Crash Tested Wrestling, and Brew City Wrestling all on Saturday night. Also on Sunday, we have Ileana Pro Wrestling in Richmond Park and Lucha Libre Total in Berwyn. For details at all those shows, check out WindyCitySlam.com. Click on calendar of events and you will see the whole listing of local events in the Chicago area, Southeast Wisconsin, and Northwest Indiana. All right. Coming up next on the program for the very first time on Windy City Slam podcast, former WWE superstar, James Ellsworth. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M I K E P A N K O W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast. Very excited for this particular guest, longtime independent wrestler and former WWE superstar, James Ellsworth. James, thanks for joining the show today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh still hate that word former. Still uh <laughs> but, you know what? Former means you did it. So
0: Absolutely. I had Zach Gowan on the show a few weeks ago, and he was another guy kind of sort of like you, a little bit of an underdog for a little bit of a different reason, perhaps. But you guys both made made your name in WWE a little bit, uh, had some great programs with certain individuals, and you yourself had to work with guys like AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. So that was pretty cool for you.
1: Oh, of course. And I mean, John Cena had a mixed tags match. Car- Carmel and I against John Cena, and Nikki Bella. That was really cool to get to work with him, Bray Wyatt, like teaming with Kane and, and Moxley or Ambrose and a six-man tag against Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and Luke Harper, and, and Scotland, I think. <laughs> it's just crazy stuff. Yeah.
0: So th- this coming weekend, Project Revolution Wrestling. So this coming weekend, Project Revolution Wrestling presents explicit content at Decibels on the Rocks, at the Portage Ball in Portage, Indiana. that Saturday night, April 23rd. And part of the show will be none other than James Ellsworth. So how did you get in contact with PRW? And do you know what you're doing that night yet?
1: Uh, PRW actually contacted me. Um, very respectful guy. Named Jonathan. And um, yeah, he's been cool. Uh, we've been talking back and forth. And uh, I can't wait to come down there. Not sure what going on yet but i like to be surprised anyway and i like to be a part of the surprise whether it's me just coming as a surprise or who i'm wrestling so i'm looking forward to it i love chicago it's one of the best wrestling towns in the entire world so i'm really looking forward to coming back
0: yeah this show features dj the disaster the first ever prw heavyweight champion to be a woman she's taking on john francis who was a former prw champion Plus, there's also an appearance from Shine Wrestling Superstar, W-O-A-D. That's Weapons of Ass Destruction. Then there's... Okay. That's a great name. Yes, it is. Codo Comillo, the PRW North American, Infinity Stream Television, and PRW Cruiserweight Champion. That, that's a mouthful. Then we have the PRW Tag Team Champions, Jared Estrada and Michael Camino. TSC Champion, Nephew Drip Drip Big Junior, Mr. Go Hard or Go Home, John Scrutch and Northwest Indiana's own Nick Diamond. Now, doors open at 6, bell time is at 7, and this show, once again, features our guest this week, James Ellsworth. Now, James, let's talk a little bit about your career. You've been doing this for a couple decades now, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, this is my 20th year. and I, I, can't, it, I can't believe it because time goes by so quickly. But, yeah, two decades now. Uh, started when I was 17. I'm 37. I'll be 38 this year. And man, like you know, it's been such a crazy ride. Wrestling's changed so much from uh, 20 years ago to now. Some for the good, some for the bad. Um, and man, I've really through it all. I've enjoyed it. Like I love it.
0: Now you were trained by former ECW star Axel Rotten, correct?
1: Yeah, that's my man. Yep, uh, lost him too early. He uh, he was a great trainer, great mentor very intelligent about wrestling and learned so much from him. I don't think I ever could have made it to WWE without his tutelage and his knowledge that he stowed upon me in car rides and in wrestling rings and in my living room. <laughs> so uh, I miss him dearly. And yeah, I'm very fortunate that I had him as a trainer and a mentor in wrestling.
0: Now, how did you get into the business? What kind of drove you toward professional wrestling?
1: Oh man, it's just the same old story, right? Like when I was a kid, I just loved it. Started watching it in the late 80s, um, NWA and WWF. And uh, like I just always loved it, always wanted to do it. Just since I can remember, I wanted to be a wrestler. It's all I've ever wanted. Um, not to sound cliche, but it's true. Like I, I never thought about doing anything else. And, you know, 14 years on the indies before I made it the, to WWE, like I'd have other jobs before I would go out and wrestle in the independence on the weekend. And I all I could think about all day was wrestling when I'll, you know, my match that upcoming Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever day. So yeah, it just started at a young age and it never stopped.
0: So you're a Baltimore kid. So what's uh, growing up on the East coast, like in terms of wrestling independently?
1: Oh man. Well, the Northeast is the best. <laughs> I mean, like, especially when I was coming up, man, like, you know, ring of honor started on the East coast, you know, uh, CZW was real big back then. In um, this day and age, you've got like big time wrestling that runs big shows that I do. Uh, I've, I've done like the Northeastern wrestling, uh, you know, just big, real big shows. Um, I run my own promotion, adrenaline championship wrestling um, here on the East Coast. And there's a lot of work. There's always indie shows, especially the state over is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has more independent wrestling leagues than anyone in the country. Like there's so many. I mean, the ECW arena. Is in Pennsylvania 2300 Arena. Now it'll always be ECW Arena to me, damn it. But you know, they run indie shows right there, and um, it's great. There's a lot of work in the Northeast, probably why I never left. Like when I signed with WWE, I was well, I'm not going to move anywhere because you know, once my contract's up, I'm probably not, not going to renew me because I'm not six foot one, 220 pounds, and look like I belong with GQ Magazine. So I'm going to stay in the Northeast so I can do these indies when I leave.
0: Yeah. Uh, walk me how You got in the door of WWE. And I remember I was just doing a little bit of research before we started this conversation. You had a match with Braun Strowman and they had you in the ring with Byron Saxton and you were doing the interview with him. And uh, if you want to go ahead and remind the audience what your famous line was going into that match with Braun Strowman.
1: I said the line, any man with two hands has a farting chance. I still say it in promos to this day. It's just a line of thought of that day. Kind of, kind of stole it from Rocky Five because he says in Rocky Five to his son. Oh, I figure if you have two hands, you have a chance. That's the line. So I knew I was hitting Strowman twice in a match because we had rehearsed it, and they gave me the promo to say which the idea was. You're going to say your last words before Braun Strowman kills you. <laughs> and I and I said to uh, Jimmy Jacobs, the um, writer at the time, I said, "Can I say any man with two hands has a fighting chance?" Because I'm hitting him twice. He's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great." Like, it was just that easy. Like, we didn't know it was going to turn into this thing, right? And, yeah, that's that's how that came to be.
0: Now, that was – your performance in that match, was that the the kind of the eye-opener to brass saying, okay, maybe this kid's got something. Maybe we can bring him in for more extra work, or maybe we'll even sign him. How how did it lead to the –
1: It it happened so quick, man, so – I get in the match, and all I thought about all day was this is probably going to be my only WWE match ever. So I'm going to do the absolute best job I could possibly do, so that way I'll never be upset about it. Be you know, I want to do the best job I could do. Facial expressions, the uh, promo, the selling for Braun Strowman. I'm going to do it all the absolute best I can do it. I'm not going to be nervous. I'm going to go out there and do my job. That's all I thought about all day. So I get in the ring, do the promo. As soon as the promo was over. I was like, man, I really like feel like that went well. I'm thinking out in my head as Braun's coming to the ring, I said, like, Man, I think I nailed it. Like I really do. Like and he gets to the ring, you know, um, starts whooping me for the minute and a half or whatever it was. And and I every bump I took, like, I, it was very impactful because he was hitting me hard, which I mean the cameras are right on you when you're on TV. So you gotta be a man and take it. Um But every bump I took, I was like, wow, like, I feel good. I feel good. You know, and I'm doing the facial expressions, and I'm selling and flailing and all this, making him look as big as I possibly can make him look. And I remember when it was over, I get to the back, and Arn Anderson's like, man, you did such a good job. He goes, look, Vince wants to see you. I was like, Vince wants to see me. I was like, for what? And then I thought about maybe he's mad at me because I walked down the ramp, and you're not... Supposed to walk down the ramp when you're an extra talent you're supposed to go around the ramp <laughs> and i walk straight down there. and uh, i was like he's gonna yell at me for this and i'm never gonna be allowed here again this sucks it and i like walking to gorilla and as i'm walking to gorilla i see vince come down the stairs behind the scenes there at gorilla he said james come here Jim. i was like that oh sh- these are gonna chew me out in front of everybody and i went up to him and he goes great job pal and shakes my hand and goes i'm gonna hire you and i was like what and he goes i'll be in touch and he shook my hand but he, he just said it right away as soon as i was done the match i got to back and he was like i'm gonna hire you wow i was like and then i i just i, I couldn't think straight until he called me six weeks later <laughs> it took that long uh, i'll never forget what he called me hey pal you ready to come to tv we're at san jose california i was like well, um no, no, no. Uh, we went to Philadelphia first. We're in Philadelphia. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's a drive. But he, and it popped up. Oh, ha, you don't have to hop on a plate. It's a drive. I was like, yeah. So I went to Philadelphia, did a little angle with AJ Styles and then and the Miz and all. And then after it was done, he was like, all right, see you in a couple weeks. I was like, a couple weeks? That's it? I'm not going to wrestle the Miz last week? He just beat me up before I got to the ring. <laughs> like, well, my- <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? And I'm off later. I flew out to San Jose, California, and that's when they told me, like, yeah, here's your contract, it's two years, you know, and Vince was very upfront with me. He's like, I'm going to give you two years, enjoy yourself, um, you know, you're going to travel the world, you're going to make a good living, save your money. He goes, after two years, I'll bring you in every now and then. Like, he was just straight up. He's like, you're going to get these two years, and then after that, you know, we'll see you every now and then. I was like, man, he has a plan in his head for me. Like, and, yeah, it was him right away. It was just Vince like, McMahon who did all that.
0: Yeah, so you got to deal with right with the top guy for the most part. A lot of times you got to go through different like under underlings or different agents or whatever to get to Vince, but like, he was actually dealing with you personally. That's pretty yeah. cool.
1: It is cool. It's a blessing and a curse blessing because it's Vince McMahon and you're on his radar, and he's he's taking care of your Curse because once he feels like you're doing something not as good or something wrong, you're still on his radar. So like, but I mean, it's more of a blessing because it's Vince McMahon, and I never. Like all the trials and tribulations and going through the independence, wrestling for no money, a hot dog and handshake, as we all say, and traveling all the miles and beating up my body and trying to learn this crazy art form that is professional wrestling as best as I could. Um, just to get to that point where he's hiring you and he's taking care of you and he's talking to you and he's he's doing really cool things with you like that everything was worth it man all the broken teeth all the cracked ribs i broke both my hands one time not at the same time but I broke both uh like broken noses you know all that stuff like it was all worth it man. like once this guy the walt disney of wrestling that's like man like saw something in me and gave me an opportunity and i'll never forget what he did for me and my family unbelievable
0: And you got brought in for that program with AJ Styles, and you actually beat him. He was WWE champion at the time, and you beat him in three different matches. And then it led to a ladder match where you already have been signed, is what you're telling me. But storyline-wise, you still had to earn your contract by winning it in the ladder match. So what was that entire storyline with AJ Styles like?
1: Oh, it was great. AJ is such a nice guy. So cool to be around. Like, I learned so much from him just being obviously being in the ring with him, being backstage with him, talking to him, just the greatest guy, like so nice family guy, Christian. Like I I can't say enough nice things about him. And I I kept thinking, man, this is the best wrestler in the world that I'm in the ring with, that I'm in this program with. And I I was so like just honored (laughs) to be in the ring with him and humbled by it and just was very appreciative of it all.
0: And then after AJ for a while you had a couple of other matches. You had that big six-man tag you were telling me about up in Scotland. And then um you got into a storyline with Carmella and you were basically in her corner. You guys were kind of like partners and you helped her win the money in the bank ladder matches as well.
1: Yeah, that was a big moment that uh it's cool cuz every year when they have the women's money in the bank ladder match, I think guys and you know wrestling fans will be watching it. Be like, you remember the first one? Remember when the guy James Ellsworth got... So that's the moment that's not going to be forgotten. So I'm very happy about that moment and very glad it happened. Um, Carmella was outstanding to work with. She knows how to reinvent herself. She knows how to switch things up when it needs to be switched up. Um, she's great. Like, she has to look for a WWE superstar. She's, you know, doing a great job still to this day. But I always feel this way. I feel like that was her best run, when her and I together. She won the Women's Money in the Bank then eventually won the title. Oh. That was her best run. Like And, you know, since then, she's done some cool stuff. Like, you know, she's been women's tag champ. Won, they had that, like, kickoff show, WrestleMania Battle Royal, one year she won she, 24-7 title. Like, smaller things, but never the money in the bank again and never the women's title again. That was her best run. Her and I together, it was great. Um, And I'm very proud of that, that we did that.
0: Yeah, and congratulations to Carmella and Corey Graves on their recent marriage. Uh, best of luck to them. And working with Carmella now, was that um, probably the most fun you had in WWE, or was there another parade where, okay, maybe the AJ stuff was more fun?
1: Well, the AJ stuff, I mean, you're in the main event segments, so you're getting you're getting paid more on, on TV and on the house shows because you're living <laughs> I had fun doing it all. Um, like, I have favorite moments uh like wrestling for the wwe title was my favorite moment um you know you're in the ring with the best wrestler in the world the referee's raising the title you're in the main event of smackdown and the crowd's chanting your name talking about me like i don't know (laughs) Denver Colorado i'll I'll never forget that town um you know then you're the money the bank moment we just touched on and then being in the Royal Rumble being on Wrestlemania like uh, so i was on Wrestlemania with Carmella i was in the Royal Rumble and Carmella was by my side so there's you know, the, those two big angles I was in, you know, then they brought me once they gave me a break for seven months. They brought me back. I was back with Carmella and doing stuff with Oscar there in Chicago. I took the Oscar mask off and money in the bank uh, 2018 in the place. What nuts? The All-State Arena.
0: Oh, that's never right.
1: Can, never forget that moment. Never. Am I, I, I tweeted about it afterwards. I said, Chicago, you don't you don't know what that meant to me because i had been gone seven months. Like they released me, didn't really ever release me. It was just like, all right, like they, that way people think I'm gone. I'm doing indies and I'm doing, you know, like and then they brought me back seven months later because they were waiting for a spot to bring me back to, to do that. Almost came back earlier that year, but I winded up being money in the bank. So I'm grateful it happened and it was in Chicago where the best wrestler fans probably in the country and uh, just another outstanding moment.
0: Yeah, so you got two years in WWE, you even got a t-shirt, you got a couple of action figures out of it. How much fun did you really, really have at the end of the day?
1: Oh man, I lived my dream. Like, traveling the world, having, like you said, action figures and t-shirts. And like, my favorite thing about wrestling is telling stories, using the art form of wrestling. And I got to do that on the highest level. And... It just meant the world to me because that's what I always dreamed of. That's what I always worked hard for. That's all, always fought for. That that's what I was always told I wasn't going to do, one year out the other. I never listened to negativity at all, man. It, it's you, you live once, you, you let that stuff roll over your shoulder, go out one year out the other, and like I just, I just always knew, I'm very confident. I egotistical about but very confident that somehow some way I was going to figure this out and I was going to get there and I loved it there man to answer your question like I absolutely had a blast I appreciate the opportunity um it was opportunity of a lifetime uh, I I've nothing but fond memories uh about uh, my run there and I hope to do more in the future so
0: is the door still open at any point if they decide to give you a call
1: well yeah I would I, for me of course um but, they, you know, like MVP or John Morrison or Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley or, you know, a lot of these guys were going five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, you know, and they come back. And, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen to me, but I feel like, you know, cameo appearance or rumble appearance, something crazy, like five weeks from now, five months from now or five years from now, something. I don't think you've seen the last of me there forever. No. I don't know.
0: That's very cool. Um, speaking of Chicago, you mentioned Money the Bank 2018. You also worked for Warrior Wrestling for a couple of their shows. Now, this is a company that has just exploded over the last four years. Uh, Steve and Eric have done a tremendous job. At Warrior One, you wrestled Hornswoggle and you beat him. And then at Warrior Two, you had a very memorable tag team match with the man that Chicago loves to hate and Frank the Clown. And your opponents were David Arquette. And RJ City, and now Arquette kind of giving back to the fans after many, many years ago, a lot of people thought, oh, he didn't deserve to be WCW champion. But then, you know, the whole package, you guys came together, had that very fun tag team match. So what was that experience like for you?
1: That was great, because, I mean, I was a big David Arquette fan growing up, loved the Scream movies, Super Trooper, all that stuff. Like, I remember him on 90210, guest starring a bunch of times, I used to watch that, and, like, and I, but like, and I love David Arquette. He was great to work with, but like, when I get there, they're all talking about this match and I'm like, all right, now I'm putting this together and I put it together and I was like, man, I hope David Arquette doesn't think like I'm an asshole. I just want this match to be really good. And I wanted it to be the best match we could possibly have with all these guys in here. And I remember afterwards he shook my hand in the back. he said, man, you really put that together. Well, I really appreciate that. He's like, you did a good job. I was like, oh, thank you. Like, and yeah, he was just a great guy. Um, and we had a fun match and I took diamond cutter from him, which was cool because I remember watching him on WCW hitting it. You know, um, Yeah, that's one of my favorite independent wrestling matches I've ever had. So happy for Warriors Wrestling that they've grown and they're doing very well. And hats off to those guys. Those are some of the nicest guys I've worked with in um, independent wrestling. Steven, Eric, you're talking about there. And uh, I'm very happy for those guys for sure.
0: And when you can build a company, we have Will Ospreay as your champion and Thunder Rosa as your women's champion. It's pretty, pretty get
1: much better than that. Right. On the independent level. There.
0: Absolutely. And another thing I wanted to kind of touch upon with you before uh, we wind down Grimm's toy show. I've been a fan of Grimm for many, many years on YouTube, <laughs> especially his action figure reviews. I'm really, really deep into that nerdy stuff. And he also runs his own wrestling company and you guys had a little bit of fun with GTS wrestling. So what was it like to work with Grim?
1: Well, I still do. I go up there once a month to tape some stuff. Um, we have a blast. Like we, we really do. We've became friends and I don't know, it's so different from everything else. And I think my character fits it well. And um, man, like I'll be on an indie show. Like, I remember I was on an indie show in the Dominican Republic and I was wrestling and I, one of the kids the crowd goes i see all you on grim's toy show and i'm like whoa this is how far this reaches the I'm in the dominican republic and this guy is talking about grim's toy show and every independent show i go to someone comes up to me and says i saw you on grim's toy show ggs i'm like that's so cool i really respect that that they've built that um grim and his, his uh and his guys and gals and yeah i i've a really good time going up there. I go up there once a month. Um, it's only about three hours from my house. So once a month I go up there, I do a taping and um, I have fun with it for sure. 100% for sure.
0: Now, what does your career in terms of, okay, what do you still have to accomplish over the next few years? You said you're going to be 38 soon. So how much longer do you think you're going to do this?
1: Well, on an independent level, when I was 17, I these are my goals. I'm going to make it WWE. I'm going to be on WrestleMania. And then, you no, know, it's like my, was, I'll be rewind. I was like, I'm going to have my first match. And then I'm, these are goals I had. I'm going to first match. I'm going to win a belt. I'm like, you know, didn't matter if it was an indie belt or whatever. Then I'm going to make it to WWE. I'm going to be on WrestleMania. And then at 42 years old, I'm going to retire. And here it is. 20 years later, I've done all of that. And then I'm still looking at 42, still looking at it. Um, That doesn't mean, like, if WWE comes calling, I'm going to go. If I'm 45, doesn't matter. But, like, at the independent level, I feel like at 42 is a good time to call it quits. But that's in the ring. Like, I think the James Ellsworth character is a great manager. He was for Carmella, Mm -hmm. the character. And I feel like I can do that after I retire from in the ring. I run my own wrestling company, so I, I spend a lot of time doing that. We're doing festivals all over the country. Run out here in Maryland and in Pennsylvania, but like we're all over the country too doing these festivals. So, I'm very busy with that. And like, but yeah, I think four and a half years I'm done with the independence. Uh, I do.
0: So, go ahead, James, and plug your social media, whatever merchandise you might have available, and whatever upcoming events you may have.
1: Cool. Yeah. Well, April 23rd, see me there in the Chicago area, PRW. Check me out there and you can find that poster on Twitter at real Ellsworth where I'm at on Instagram at James Ellsworth wrestling. Check out my Twitch page, twitch.tv forward slash James Ellsworth WWE or search me on cameo cameo cameo.com search James Ellsworth.
0: All right, James, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week. Best of luck and I hope you enjoy your run over here in the Chicago area. Very soon.
1: Take care. Uh, God bless. Stay safe.
0: That was former WWE superstar James Ellsworth. You can check him out at PRW Project Revolution Wrestling this Saturday night at Decibels on the Rocks in Hammond, Indiana. He faces John Scrutch. All right, next week, there'll be plenty of local wrestling to talk about. Plus, returning to the show for the first time since last summer, he's been lighting up the Chicago area indie scene, including CSW, Pow Entertainment, Lucha Libre Total, ARW, and more. And he's appearing at All Heel Wrestling on May the 1st. We'll talk about that and so much more with our guest next week, the fat femme Asian sensation, Mateo Valentine, right here on Windy City Slam Live.